Good evening, everybody. My name is Griff, and welcome to episode 12 of the Rip Run Rids podcast. I am joined once again. The boys are back in town. Jace is with me. I'm here. What a time to be alive. How are you, Jace? Yes, mate. I'm good. I'm enjoying the weekend. Very quiet. Um, I've not looked at the football intentionally because I'm actually going to watch a match of a day in about an hour and a half's time. It would be surprising. So yeah, I just had so a I'm very not allowed peaceful... to say anything about any of the games that we want that I watched well, today. Well, then, well, you can if you want, but our game's not played. <laughs> I don't yet, want to right? ruin your tomorrow. weekend. I don't want to ruin that for you. Come on, man. Uh, I'll do that. I'll be. Uh, I'll be nice. <laughs> How was the holiday? How was the holiday? Yeah, the holiday was um, yeah really really good. Uh, lovely bit of all inclusive. Uh, the lemon beer that I had that was on tap there was legit. It was really really good uh, in the pool on the beach. You know, small amount of tan that hopefully you can see on camera. Don't, don't tan have the cheeks. Bit. Yeah, a little bit here. You should uh, yeah see see my back. That's the back and the shoulders. That's that's where the uh, the red the red lobster went. But yeah, it was decent. Did you did you enjoy podding without me? Yeah, I, it was, I mean, yeah, it was interesting experience to me. First time podding by myself and you're just rambling, talking to yourself. But uh, I, I played it back to myself just to see if I was making sense. It was all right. Uh, I enjoyed it. Nice things. Yeah, Good. Thanks. I enjoyed it. I mean, it, it's, it does feel like you're just, yeah, a mental person just talking at yourself. But it's amazing how long you can go on for, right? Considering you're just, you know, chatting to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I was like, "Oh shit, I, sorry, I shouldn't." <laughs> swear. shouldn't have said that. Uh, and generally, in the, in the podcast, I was like, "Oh, I shouldn't have said that." Using too many silly words. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's fine. You get used to it after a while. Um, Good. I'm well, sure you we'll know, we've got, we've got, you've got me back now, right? So we can at least try and bounce some nonsense off each other. Uh, so, so let's do that. In today's pod, we're going to be talking about the Man United game, which is tomorrow at the time of recording. We're also going to talk a little bit about our window, you know, what happened on transfer deadline day, as well as a little bit about our Champions League draw. So let's get into that intro music and then we can start with our Rip Roaring review. Saka. That Gabriel Martinelli scoring for Arsenal is just something I want to hear tomorrow. It feels like we haven't heard it for such a long time. Um, he's, right. He's, he's not scored in a way, a while. No, he hasn't. Yes, you're right. And it's... Yeah. You know, anyway, we'll get into that. Sure. Uh, we're going to start, as we always do, with our, our Rip Run review. I, I've already got a very uh, riled up and, and hot Jace uh, before we press the record button, and I'm sure he's going to continue with that. So so tell me, Jace, what is your Rip Run review this week? The ticket situation is a joke. Um, really, I try not to swear again. <laughs> uh, I'm really angry about it. Um We've already discussed like the ballot and how that's working for us, and like the ballot isn't working for us at the moment. Like we were lucky to get the first two home games of the season. Um, I know you couldn't actually make the last one as you're on holiday, but you're going tomorrow to the sensory room. Um, but then since then, Spurs, United, I think City, we went in for not we haven't got any of them. We've gone in with silvers, we've gone in with breads. Um, I think we even did so... the, the family enclosure for one of the ones recently as well, right? Yeah. Yep. So nothing's working. 
On the other hand, the backup is always a ticket exchange. Um, the last two home games, I've been counting the amount of in- empty seats intentionally because I knew we weren't getting in ballots and I wanted to see how many people are actually generally turning up. Now, we're at a point in the season where there's not, it's not like it's we're getting for a league title. There are empty seats everywhere on the top, top tier especially and even in the lower tiers. There are empty seats everywhere. Um, so people are putting these on the ticket exchange. Today, I spent an hour and a half approximately on the ticket exchange. An hour this morning, I've had about half an hour since we've been online now. Um, there are tickets available. They've got this new thing with ticket exchange where you can see the whole stadium and you're like moving around the stadium. That is showing seats all over the place. Every t- every seat I click, it won't let me move any further. It says it's then not available. So my question is, why show it? Like something we both work in IT, in design, in in development. Why is that? Why is that there? That's really peeing me off. Then I flip to the other way, which is just find a seat and it's saying nothing's available, nothing's available. But this morning, over around lunchtime, I spent an hour on 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 the ticket exchange, just hitting the refresh button. And new seats were becoming available in the ground. You could see them popping up. But as soon as you clicked on it, it was gone. I got to one where I managed to almost get it moved into the basket. Like I got one step further, and it still said that it was unavailable. Um, I, I, that, that's just really annoying. Like It's heartbreaking because I want to be in the ground tomorrow. I, I can't be. I'll do anything to get a ticket, and, and it's just not working for me. Um, and... Uh, it's the fact that they're showing tickets are available and they're not. And then also I don't understand how all these tickets can come up over the period of an hour. I'd be online for an hour, actively refreshing, 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 seeing all these tickets pop up, selecting them. And then, and then I'm not, like, I know, I appreciate there might be other people doing the same thing, but there can't be that many people doing the same thing. So my, and and it's still like, you know, after so many refreshes, Arsenal's going, are you a bot? Are you a bot? I'm like, I'm not a bot, but clearly there are bots in here still. Like, sorry, I'm really, they haven't fixed the problem. It's not working. The ballot's not working. This is not working. And then to add it all, like the way the ballot's also fading us is in the ground. So the third thing is I mentioned it last time, but I want to mention it again and be interesting to hear about what it's like tomorrow. The atmosphere's gone. It's gone. Like it just, that, that atmosphere that was there last year is not there in the same way. Uh, last game, we sat in the same place. It was much more quieter. Um, there were the, the thing for me it was most disappointing when we go a goal down the fans were not and this isn't being critical of individuals it's just us as a collective as a unit we were not behind the team when we remember steve saliba made that mistake last year and he let that goal in behind the team we were right behind them we were geeing them up we were like, like it is what it is let's just get on and do what we need to do when we went one now one nil down against fulham pin drop nothing and and for me that was it was just so frustrating because it's like i don't know if that's got the ticket situation has something to do with that the ballot situation like the wrong people are in the, like not getting the tickets that people were getting tickets last year it might be completely different it might be completely something something different but my 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 fear is it's related it's all related people aren't sitting in the same seats as you were saying um the same people aren't coming to the ground you're the regulars people are usually getting a ticket and not getting the opportunity to get in and the atmosphere's gone um so yeah just my review at the start is just really an unhappy one now, i mean not i start the, the pod in a negative vibe no <laughs> of course not but you've got to be real right and i think there's so many good points you've raised i would just you know to say it's becoming it feels like to me like a, a tourist thing now where a ticket to a game 
is an event it is a thing that people gravitate towards it's like you know once in a lifetime for some people to get there and i appreciate that, that ability to be able to have that and i think that there is something that is um happening with that that allows that to kind of happen that would mean that tickets for the game are harder to come by and i would also say to your other point i'm not necessarily sure that the crowd being behind us is not necessarily just to do with the, the people that are in the ground but expectation last year we never anticipated getting to where we were we never anticipated getting anywhere close to Man City or even being in first for as long as we were. No one thought that was going to happen. And so the the vibe in the in the ground was significantly different. Whereas this year, there's uh, everyone's excited. Everyone's got higher expectations and you can sense it when we are not playing to the capability that we believe we can. Um, you're seeing crowds like we, we should be putting teams like Fulham to the sword. And admittedly, I probably watched about half an hour on my phone on the beach uh, uh, as I was uh, trying to watch the kids and watch the game at the same time. And I did I did see us come uh, get the two goals back and take the lead. And when they went down to 10 men, I assumed it was a done deal. I, I couldn't watch the last 20 minutes and I'm probably frustrated with myself that I couldn't. Um, but we, we should have done that and we should be putting teams like that to the source. So I think there's a level of expectation from our fans that we should just be doing the business on teams like this and should be much further ahead. But, uh, you know, to temper expectations a little bit, this is a project. Uh, this is not the end game yet. You know, this is not the... I know that I've said it before that Arteta feels like he's speed running towards the, the Premier League, but this is not the finished article. We're not there yet. Um, and I think this is going to be quite a painful season in places, if I if I was to be honest. I think that we're gonna be we're gonna experience some pain. We're gonna talk about that a little bit later. Hmm. Um that for me is my my written review is it's the pain that is it feels like it's coming. Um and that, that you know, as games start to come thick and fast, and we're gonna talk about the Champions League draw in a moment. You know, there, there's gonna be some teams that have looked really, really strong so far that are gonna start struggling newcastle you know already looking like they're struggling they're going to be playing a lot more games and they're you know i think you've you've put it in your notes that their group looks <laughs> horrible absolutely horrible um i mean for a neutral amazing great 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 piece of football to 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 kind of watch and spectate on but not something that they want to be part of for sure so yeah a bit of pains incoming i think that's my, my review yeah right right Let's uh, we, we've wow, ten minutes in. God, uh, how we've missed each other, right, Jason? That's that's what the feeling that I'm getting. Um, right, let's go and talk about the, the window. Uh, the transfer deadline uh, day was yesterday. The window is closed. A lot of business happened. Arsenal were not one of the teams we got our business done nice and early. But on reflection, maybe some of that uh, you might feel a bit differently. I, I just want to before I kind of hand over to you, Jason, talk a little bit about what your feelings are. I just want to quickly run down who we got in, who we got out just for clarity. So in, we had Declan Rice, uh, Kai Havertz, Julian Timber, and David Rea. And then on outs, we had a lot of outgoings. So Rob Holding, Lokonga, Balogun, Tavares, Pablo Mari. Uh, God, I'm not going to pronounce Okongwo. Uh, I think he was the goalkeeper, right? The, the sub-goalkeeper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Renarsson, Xhaka, Turner, Tierney, Maitland-Niles, Austin Trusty, and Marquinhos. All of our outs. There were a lot of outs there. Um, on the balance of things, I think if I'd have asked you this question some time back, Chase, your answer might have been a bit different than it is right now. But, you know, on the on the back of transfer deadline day yesterday, how are you feeling about Arsenal's window? How do you rate it? Do you think we did enough? I'm still a little bit undecided by it, but I'll share, let me share my thoughts. You mentioned we got our business done early. 
did we? Because business can be defined in two things, ins and outs. The ins were done early. The outs were going down to the wire. And why cannot we? Why why cannot we? Why can't we sell players? That's uh, everyone's asking it. Um, you know, when you when you look at, we've already talked about what Man United brought um, Hoyland in for, but to sell for thirty five million, Flo Balogun, um, it's not enough. Um, but we obviously were coming to the end of the deadline, and we had to sell him, and that was the only real concrete offer we had in, and it wasn't to go to a rival. Premier League club because I think Chelsea inquired and we told them to politely go away. Um, Granite Xhaka, I don't, I like he's the one I just really wish we didn't sell him. I wish he, I, I would have gone we're, if we're really serious about this season, we need depth in midfield and I wanted to add to it and not let it go. Like, I know we've brought Habits in, I know we've brought Rice in. Um, we'll talk about potential party injury that's just come about. So, like, I'm really disappointed that we let Janet Jacker go because now that's a big hole for me in our midfield. Um, Tierney, how the hell we couldn't get him over the line and get some money for him and the fact that he's gone on loan to Real Sociedad, that's ridiculous. Like, sometimes you just have to sell to the Premier League rival club. But like, look at the season Newcastle are having. Like, we were clearly playing games with Newcastle because the interest was genuinely there at the beginning of the season and we I don't know if it's we didn't want to sell to a rival club um or we were trying to haggle because they've got loads of money it was like I think we're regretting that now like look at the start that they've had are they really going to be that big a threat I don't know is the honest answer I don't think they're going to be as big a threat as they were last year and we're there with Kieran Tierney on loan um, yeah, okay, they're paying all his wages, but we're not making we're not making any money in for him. Um, like people like just Renar Renarson, like what's he still doing at the club? Just let him go, just cut his contract. Like I, I, I don't understand why we're loaning him out. Just let him go. Cedric and Pepe will come on to talk about them. Cedric should, I think, I I'd imagine there's going to be a mutual cancellation of Cedric's contract. There's no way I see him staying. Um, the only only player that's left that I feel a, a tear for uh, is Rob because he's Arsenal through and through. And as much as he, I know that you've mentioned a few times in the pod pod that you know he's not quite at the level and 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 maybe I know you're, he's not your favorite, always necessarily your favorite player. But like for me, I I just emotionally attached to him. And we were both at the cup final with Diego Costa. I think I saw you post a tweet, just the tap on the temple. Like mm. you know, he he's Rob Holding is the best defender in the world. He's also not he's not a Harry, he's not our Harry Maguire. Uh, he didn't cost us eighty million. Um, he won us a cup final. Uh, he he like. I, 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 I'm sad to see him leave. I, you know, I would be much rather, you know, he wants to play. So absolutely have to go and play. So fair play to him. But um, I'm sad to see him leave. So I think that's my kind of where I'm at a little bit is we didn't get our business done early in a way. Like we out I, for me, it's getting people out the door as well. Because if we had got more people out the door and we could have got better deals earlier on in the window, which was no reason why we couldn't. I think we were just being... It seems to be that we're being a bit funny. We're buying from rival clubs, but not selling to rival clubs. And I think that's just the way the Premier League is working now. 
Um, so that's a problem for me. And if we'd have done that, maybe we have more cash in the bank. Maybe we're buying a Saka backup. Maybe we're dipping in and, and, and buying a timber. I mean, there's this question of whether we want to buy a timber uh, backup because of his injury, because of whether Ben will be have a defensive problem in a year's time. But if that helps us win a title, I don't care. I do not care. Um, so that's that's for me. Like the window was feeling pretty solid when we we brought all those players in. I was like, you know, we were like all eights and nines. The fact that we can't sell also impacts that view of business, in my opinion. It's, it's two sides to it, and that brings it right down to about a seven, maybe a six point five. Um, because Timber, you have to take into consideration, like we did bring Timber and he's injured, so like we've basically brought in Raya, Habits, and Rice. And we're about to go into the Champions League. And we let Granite Jacker go. It doesn't look that great in the moment, in my opinion. Um, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be intentionally negative. Like, I'm behind the boys. We've got to do the best we can with the squad that we have um, behind Arteta too. But I still think we could have, I, I still think there's major improvements we could have made there. So, yeah. Um, my, that's another rant really there. So, I'm going to shut up for a sec and ask you, what was your rating on the window? I don't, I don't know if I want to contend with you at the moment, Jace. You feel like you're on one today. It's been 17 minutes in, and I've not not seen the positivity that I'm used to. It's uh, something. <laughs> um, yeah, like it, it's weird actually, because like you say, when we were at the start of the window, we we kind of asked the question. We were doing such a great way of handling negotiations with players. We were selling players on the idea of the project, and they were then sold on that we could buy them it doesn't matter what the club said as long as we offered the money they were having to sell because the player was sold on the project and we were doing great business and you know the, the signings that we had if we yeah if, if you'd have kind of done some of the outgoings at that point in time we would have been giving it eights and nines it would have been an amazing bit of business um the there's a few areas that i kind of call out here is that the outgoings in particular were very late and like you say because we'd already bought what we wanted to and we had the injury as well. Teams knew that we were kind of on the back foot. They know that we needed to sell. They know that we can't, you know, you know, you're going to have to. You haven't got a choice. Like Balogun, they knew they don't have to offer 50 million because you're going to sell him. Can't keep him. You're going to have to. And and thus they could they could pony us back until we paid and, and took whatever money we could. Granit Xhaka, I, don't, I know I get what you're saying, Jace, but like, admittedly he wanted to go back to Germany. There's no keeping him. Um, I suppose we could have kept him to contract and kind of said, you're going to have to stay. But, um, you know, we got one, that last season out of him was was an unreal season. And I feel like he said, I've given you this. I need you to give me it back. And Arteta is a very uh, people-orientated manager. And although he can give people the cold shoulder and kind of give them, as we've seen and talked about in previous pods, I just can't see him doing that with, with Shaka. The biggest thing for me, though, out of this whole window and why I'm rating it like a 5 out of 10 at the moment um, was because I looked at this, I was pulling out the stats of who, you know, who we've taken out of the squad in the outgoings and what we've lost. So we've lost over four and a half, almost four and a half thousand minutes in playing time in the Premier League alone from these players that have gone out. Most of that comes from Granite Xhaka, of course, but Rob Holden did over 500 minutes on his own. And Kieran Tierney, he had, I couldn't believe this, he had 21 appearances off the bench. Um, a significant amount of appearances off the bench, right? And if you think of where he was playing, he was obviously replacing Zinchenko who has been injured too, which is crazy. Um, he did have six starts as well. Um, so in, in all of that, we like I said, four and a half thousand minutes almost. We've also lost eight goals and eight assists. 
do we think that we are going to get eight goals and eight assists from Declan Rice and Kai Havertz this season? Now, if I was going to say Timber was in that lot, I might have said maybe. Now that Timber's not in that group, do I think that you're going to get 16 returns from Declan Rice and Kai Havertz? I'm saying no. Declan Rice can play like that, but isn't playing like that in our system as we see at the moment. And Kai Havertz does need time, as we've you know we've seen enough of already. So my my biggest problem is you look at the other teams at the moment, like Man City. I know you're going to watch Match of the Day later on, so I'm not going to spoil it for you. But they are scoring for fun right now. Their goal difference is already pretty high. Um, as is Brighton's, as is other teams in and around that area, and ours is not. We are, you know, one goal, two goals here and there. Where are we getting these other goals through? Can Martinelli and Saka continue at the same vein of form that they did last year when they were getting double digits? So far, looking unlikely. And this is where, for me, I'm just a bit... Well, this is pessimistic as anything, isn't it, Jace? You had your negative, but I'm going to do my negative rant. But I'm, I'm just worried that we haven't replaced the the numbers if i was playing like moneyball here like that that for me is the worry that i look at on paper and that's not to say that you know if luck's on your side if a run of forms on your side if you've got players high in confidence on your side then of course you're going to get those but you look at some of those players right now kai havertz is not a confident man and if he looks at social media he ain't going to get any better at that confidence either um so yeah for me not a great window on reflection now. But if you had have asked me this before the timber injury, I reckon I probably would have been much higher on it than I am at this point in time. Six loans as well, right? Six loans. Like, I mean, you do have to say that a lot of that how, has to do with FFP. FFP is playing a big part in how people are doing business, you know, other than Chelsea, who are just, I don't know, flipping the bird to whoever runs FFP. But across the board, there's been a lot of loans. Uh, Kieran Tierney and Tavares, two loans that for me stick out and go, Why we turned 13 million down from Forrest and then we loaned him to Forrest anyway. What 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 are we doing? Uh, mm. Tierney was 25 million. I I I we were, I thought we could get 30, but you know, if we couldn't get 30, take 25, don't put him out on loan. I don't know. Like for me, there's just some things that uh, yeah, don't sit sit right. Okay. Do we want to talk? Well, do we want to talk about Pepe and Cedric? I mean, I we can do. I know your feelings on Cedric are there alone. I actually am thinking if I'm looking, and I know that we're going to talk about the, the party injury later on. Oh, don't say it. I could consider that Cedric could stay. I don't want him to stay. I'm not saying I do want him to stay, Jace. I'm just saying that there's a possibility. If party is injured for three months, like they say he is. And one of the one of the funniest things or most interesting things, I think, at the moment is that party has been playing right back and everyone's been screaming at it. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Quite interesting now that if he's injured, that injury doesn't really impact us as much as maybe you think it did. If this was last season, like it was against Man City and we'd lost him, we were screwed. We are not going to win that game. And we didn't. We got hammered. I'm not so worried this time around. Mm, I am. Uh, let's, let's talk. Can we talk about this now? Because we're on it. Go on, then. Talk, um, go on. Tell, tell me your feelings then, because I just think that if he is injured, it's not going to be as. Well, the only reason I want to, only reason is because you bring up we we talk about Cedric at right back. Party wasn't playing right back for half of the game; he was inverted in the midfield in his usual midfield position. So there was something tactical that Arteta was doing. The question I have around whether it was working or not was because there was a big hole then at right back at certain times, 
and it wasn't working. So it's like, if you're going to, like, uh, there was an interview, I don't know if you saw the interview Arteta did this week where people were questioning, like the, the, the reporters were questioning some of his tactics. And he yeah, basically he said going up the, Finsbury Road or going on the M25, that one. Yeah, he was, he was talking about the analogies of how he gets to work, like depending on the circumstance and that how football is always changing. And so depending on the circumstance, you're, always, you're never going to see the same squad. Like that, that back four that started last season doesn't exist anymore, is, was his point, because the game has changed and... And you you adapt with the times and and changing circumstances and use the analogy of driving to work based on the circumstance of the the M25 being traffic or getting a punctured tire or whatever. Um, but for me, I just feel we need Gabriel back in the squad, so that's important. And then I think that will sort some of our defensive issues out. But I don't know if I want to see Cedric at right back. On the other hand, I've looked at it and gone let's just give Pepe a chance because there was loads of stats going around you've probably seen them uh about the combined is it I, I think it's is like it Anthony's, Anthony, Anthony and Sancho. Sancho Anthony and Sancho combined like appearances and stats since their time at United versus Pepe's appearance and stats uh or goals and assists it's just like Pepe's like uh, superior or equal to or superior and it was kind of like, he wasn't actually that bad for us. It's more that he didn't do the kind of work that Arteta wanted him to do. He didn't play that way, but he did get goals and he did get assists. And he has an amazing left foot when he cuts in from the right. And he was actually quite impactful in certain games, not last season, the season before when he came on as a sub. Um, he got a few kind of key goals. And so if we need someone to come on for Saka when he's knackered, and he's dangerous. I'm I'm like, okay, well, I wanted to buy a right winger. I wanted Jabby, who went to Villa. I wanted Jabby Simmons, who went to Leipzig. And we'll talk about PSV in, in a bit in the Champions League draw. Because that's where Jabby Simmons was last year. Um, we're not getting them. Then we have to do with what we've got. So you've got to integrate him back in, I think. Yeah. Because it's going to, going to yeah. cost us the same amount of money to pay him off. Yeah, I mean, it is. There's, we're never going to terminate his contract. That's not going to happen. It's just a, you'd be burning money. And there's no, you know, we're going to get some remuneration if we sell him on at some point in time. We're going to have to. So, yeah. Just uh, um, Saudi, I know you don't want to see Cedric, but I never know. You could, you could see him. Yeah, you might. I was going to say the Saudi Arabia window is still open, isn't it? So, I think that's the only hope that yeah. you try and sell Pepe that way. Cool. Yeah. All right. Where we go next? We are going to look at the champions. Uh, my horrible oh, rendition dear. of the uh, the the Champions League uh, theme song. Apologies for that for anybody listening. Um, we had a, a relatively kind uh, draw, I would say, in terms of teams, and I'm interested to hear. Uh, your thoughts on it, Jace. Uh, you're you're shaking your head. I saw a tweet from you that said this is possibly a group of death. Can you tell me your your feelings towards that and why? Yeah, I mean, I I, don't, I disagree a little bit with the point that you said there. I think it is a little bit of a tricky draw. Um, sorry, you did say it was. You said it was an easy, a favourable draw. That's what you said, right? Or did you say a tricky draw? I think it was. Fav- I think it was favourable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't know. There's something that doesn't sit right for me. Um, Sevilla, Sevilla are a very tricky team in Europe. 
Like, you know, I know we beat them in the Emirates Cup like last season, like 6-0, whatever it was, but this is not the Emirates Cup. Uh, they, when they play in Europe, they're on it. That's always the case. So I don't see that as an easy, an easy game. Particularly uh, PSV. Uh, I don't enjoy playing PSV ever. They're always, it doesn't matter what who's their manager, what team they play. They are just a horrible team to play. Um, like through the years, I remember a long time ago with Van Bommel and, and players of that caliber. It wasn't a fun game. Last year, we lost to them away in the Europa League in the group stage. I think it was the only game we lost. Um, we we had a horrible home game against them. I mean, you and I sat next to the away fans who are intimidating as hell, um, chucking things at us and rioting. It's just not a fun, like, I mean, it, that, that was kind of funny, but don't, don't endorse it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just not a, a fun game. I, I think we'll have our backs up against the wall when we're in Eindhoven. Um and Lons uh, are actually a really good side. I, I don't. I, I haven't actually watched too much of their ingo incomings and outgoings over the, the window, so I don't know if they've lost some of the players that they had last year. Got them in the Champions League. My suspicion is they probably have lost a few because they were very good last year. Very, very good. A, a strong side. Uh, I, there could have been easier draws. You look at Man City's draw. It's like they've got two teams. They've got the is it young boys. A team I've never, I, I don't don't think I've ever heard of before, and and then I think also uh, Leipzig, which is not the hardest team for Man City to play. And I look at their draw and I'm like, well, that's that's that, that's an easy win in the group. Um, granted, we could be Newcastle. That that's a little funny, um, but yeah, I don't think it's the I don't think it's the easiest uh, of, of draws in my opinion. I, I think we could have had easier i mean i'm glad to avoid Bayern munich but i guess we're saving those for round 16 first first knockout stage right that's when we're going to get Bayern, so it doesn't really matter <laughs> so sure? tell me yeah tell me why you think it's favorable what 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 what's got you so positive on this um why am i positive i kind of I think this is a good opportunity for us here you know there's nothing there that's particularly super scary yes i agree with you Sevilla have some elite european pedigree uh the europa league in particular is a competition that they just seem to uh turn up for one at seven times just doing amazingly well in that competition and it's something that it feels they feel very much like uh when a when the lights are bright european nights they just show up and so that there could be some difficulty there, but yeah, the other teams, I, I, I think that we can put to the sword. I think we've got a great home home record in in uh, general competition that I think we can do well at home, get nine points from those games, and then take the opportunity to rest some players. There's a really good opportunity for us to to progress as winners here. This is a group that is totally winnable from our perspective, and coming first and then having a slightly easier um, next round, which is something that we we certainly would need in the opportunity to rest some some of our players um severe as well like that they, they i think they put their whole team up for sale basically because they were in severe yeah, amounts of debt uh and so you know i don't i i get what we're saying that they have some pedigree behind them but that you know there's a lot of other nonsense with their club that is probably not going to work out in their favor 
Um, and so the only thing I worry about from, from an Arsenal perspective, well, actually two things. Um, first is complacency. It's it's typical of Arsenal in a European night to just not turn up. We've We've seen it enough times through the years that we just get flustered by uh the the competition and i i I think that you know getting up and and riled and ready for a game at the the bernabao or at the allianz uh would be slightly easier than getting ready for a game away at lons um i just don't feel like our players are going to be necessarily as excited uh as as vibrant as ready for those type of games maybe there's something there that worries me a little bit that maybe we won't get up for those games as much and we, we kind of underestimate these teams and thus we can particularly become complacent in in thinking we'll just turn them over and we we don't um i think that's how we we drew I, did we draw with psv when we played them at home the game that we went to i think it was a draw yeah yeah it was and we got torn yeah. to shreds so, by javi simmons that game Javi Simmons, yeah. So, yeah. you know, we, we should turn them over. They were they were there for the taking. We were in prime form at that point in time. Um, we should have beat them. Um, and it's just something that we we struggle to kind of do. And you know, this is a young young team. This is now the the third youngest team in the Premier League. Um, a, a, a true lack of Champions League experience. You know, this is the stage where individuals like Saka, Martinelli and Declan Rice can announce themselves on a on a real global scale. I, I granted that Declan won the Conference League last year, but let, let's let's be clear that's that's not an elite competition, right? This is it. This is where elite premier athletes go to perform and this is their opportunity and I just I I do have slight concerns that there's a possibility that they they might not, you know, the the the, the light shining bright the 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 grandeur of the occasion might feel too much um but i i actually i'm i'm coming into this with quite a high level of positivity i do think that you know jace you were here probably uh, 3 to 4 weeks ago saying we're going to win the champions league um and this is a prime oh, group for it. us to, to, to okay fine well uh, i'm glad your positivity hasn't waned um you know heading into this and looking at that group that's still a good possibility and i think we're we're third favourites, I think, or fourth favourites um, to win the Champions League, which is crazy to think about where we came from. We were nowhere near this competition for seven years. I can't remember how long it was. Was it six or seven years? Yeah. Yeah. So what is it like City, Madrid, Barton, us? Yes. Yeah, that is exactly yeah. it. Yeah. And even then Bayern uh, Munich, you know, not, I mean, seeing Harry Kane turn up to Old Trafford and put them to the sword would be fantastic to watch. But I'm not as scared as Bayern as maybe I once was. No, they're not quite the same pedigree as they were. And also, we're better than we were when they were at their top. Yeah. Like we were I mean, we're playing Mustafis and Scalacis and whoever else, uh, you know, the people I just don't want anywhere near this club at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, we're a different place. So, yeah, hopefully we would see a different performance from us. Okay, should we go to United preview? I don't think there's much more to say about the Champions League until uh, until it's no. back. Let's do it. Let's do it. I want you, uh, uh, probably the first thing I'd like to do, Jace, I reckon, is probably just have a look at uh, our starting 11. We, we've already talked a little bit about the party injury and what that might mean to our, our setup. Do you, do you think... How do you think that changes how we approach this game? What do you think our starting eleven is going to be? I have no bloody idea. Um, uh, Arteta is... I mean, it's whatever he's trying to do in falling us, falling 
rival teams is working, I have no clue what the starting lineup is going to be because I know what I want it to be, but I don't know. I don't feel like we're going to see that because when I haven't seen it in the first two home games, like, you know, Thomas party is injured now. Um, so we're told thanks to the Ghanaian football association leaking it um, because Arsenal posted a picture of him in training today. <laughs> so, uh, but um him at right back was a complete surprise and I, I didn't want to see it. And I was really skeptical about what I've seen in the first two games of him doing that there. And then to drop Gabriel as well, when I would have had, like, you know, the starting, I, I, I've already said the lineup previously I, I, I wanted is pretty, it doesn't change much. Zinni left back, White at right back, normal centre backs to Sleeper and Gabriel. Party's out, so Rice is going to go in that hole. Then you're going to have have to have Havertz because Rice can't play in the left eight with Odegaard. And then I'm assuming that we would go with Eddie up top and, and Martinelli and Saka on the wings. Uh, Trossard can't start after his start against Fulham. He was not good. Um, and I don't think Jesus will be ready yet to start up front. He'll probably come on to sub, which is a good sub to have on the bench. So that's my assumption on what team I'd like to see and maybe it is what we will see but i, I, I genuinely have right? no I, I think i have no idea mate i have no I know, idea i know you think no idea, but like if party's not playing right back what other option of right back do we have ben white has to play right back there's no other option there. and i mean fine but let's let's you know i i just don't think you're wheeling out tommy asu first game against man united as a start I just don't see it happening and and thus if ben white moves out I just don't think there's a hope in hell that Kiwi or Saliba partner up. I just don't, I just can't see it myself. I, I think Zinchenko, because Party's out and he's been doing that inverted role and Zinni should be back, we go back to that inverted role on that left hand side because that's otherwise we don't have the overload of midfield that we need. I'll tell you something that I could see actually. I could see us playing a back three of White, Saliba, and Kiwi having a back three because um I can see Zinni playing in midfield potentially that he plays on the right who plays as the left left uh, sorry right wing back we either have Saka going box to box or you put Tommy Asu in I I think Kivio was solid against Fulham actually he played all right like he was one of the standout performers for me I thought uh, he was pretty solid no mistakes um so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't mind to give you a play at the back receiver. But I think we have to play Gabriel. I mean, I don't understand why we wouldn't. Um, I'm assuming he'll be back in. I'm assuming it was just waiting for the window to close and get all that, um, those rumours of those £120 million bids from Saudi Arabia. So, yeah. What about you? I mean, is there anything different to what I've said? Or are you, are you do, pretty do you much think like... there's a chance... Kind of the only thing I was going to say that maybe could happen is uh Jorginho coming in, Jorginho, Rice, and Odegaard in front. Yeah, but he's not match fit, like, he's not played, he's not very dynamic. But I think I feel it's uh, he's not gonna, he's uh, not, did he not come he on? There was one game that he came on, I mean, he's not played that many minutes, even in pre season. So, and he's you know, I don't see how we can how we can do that um given his like solid bench 
player coming from the bench to uh, to stabilise the midfield. Absolutely. But he's not had game time for me to be in the starting lineup and play 60 minutes minimum. Like, I've not seen it. Like, I mean, I know he has to start at some point, but I wouldn't be doing it against United. I mean, if again, I get, but I don't know. Arteta's mm. trying lots of different things. Uh, can we can just continue, just while we're on Arsenal, because there's a few more things about Arsenal before this game before we move on to United. Uh, who would you, would you play Havertz or would you play? I mean, Fabio is brilliant, absolutely brilliant when he came on in the second half against Fulham, ran the show. Um, so good. And, and uh, I wondered whether you'd play uh, Smith Rowe or Fabio instead of uh, Havertz. So the, I did. I, I watched parts of it. I also listened to your pod, Jace, where you, you dug me in massively on Fabio Vieira. So uh, massive kudos <laughs> to that. Um, I just don't see like obviously Havertz does some of the defensive duties that, that left sided needs to do that I don't know if Fabio can. And Man United are a, a team. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how they line up because they've got some new signings. They've got their midfields crocked, their defences crocked. It'd be interesting to see how they line up and then how that might shape how we approach this game. Fabio deserves a start based on what he delivered against Fulham, but I just don't see him getting it. Um, I feel that there's an opportunity there for Fabio to get muscled quite heavily off the ball. We've already seen that he's mm. not necessarily got the... Uh, athleticism for for big games and big teams of which Man United do have some players of that uh, build. So not sure for me. I, I, I think that Havertz, I think he's sticking with the experiment because he just really hopes it comes good. I just hope that we don't stick with it for so long that it becomes a detriment to the rest of the team. Okay. I mean, I, I was looking at some of his, some of his stats really uh, before kind of he joined us to see how many goals and assists he was getting? So, interestingly, 139 games for Chelsea, uh, of which it was 32 goals and 50 assi- 15 assists. Uh, Leverkusen, it was 46 goals and 31 assists, but over 150 games, so about 11 games more than what he played for Chelsea. I mean, not the worst stats in the world. Not striker stats, in my opinion. Um, stats of, of, of an attacking midfielder. And if you look at the stats at Chelsea, like half the amount of assists that he got at Leverkusen, only 11 games less at Chelsea. What that tells me is that Chelsea weren't playing him in the right position and his natural position is maybe where Arteta is reverting him to in that kind of similar role to Odegaard, but on the opposite side. So I guess we have to keep persevering. I mean, you heard what I said in my last pod, like there is still generally a bit of a frustration. He was not great against Fulham, to be honest. Doesn't mean that, you know, we have to give him time. I, I keep saying that, like we can all be frustrated with his performance. We can, you know, fans can write what they say, what they want on Twitter. We still have to give him time. Like we have to give him a minimum half a season, and and you know Fabio Vieira, for example, last year. I mean, he had a whole season. He's still coming good. I mean, Habits a little bit different. He's a slightly higher price bracket and more experience. But um, 
yeah, I guess it's just giving him time. I definitely think that his stats show that he has potential. Um, you know, I mean, even some of his stats in the first the first starts to us, he's is. Uh, I think I saw like ground covered. He he covers the most ground of any player, and he did it in the first two games for Arsenal. Like, even if he does it lacks a day score, we've discussed before. He's, de- he's he's certainly putting in some work somewhere, and the manager is obviously seeing something both in games and in training that he. Yeah. Still, Arteta doesn't strike me as someone that's just going, I need to stick with it because I've made the decision. We've seen him give the cold shoulder enough to players to know that he's not that type. So there's, there's certainly something he sees in him that, you know, it hopefully pays dividends in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I'm not sure if I would, I, I would start in this game, but he'll be off very quickly if he's not, you know, I want, I, want, I would like to see Fabio on yeah. and give him the chance after this performance against Fulham if he's not performing be quick about our changes i would say um obviously yeah man, man united generally they you know they they they've had a lot of injuries as well worse than ours for sure particularly at the back um that is something that the likes of saka i mean if regulon starts he's just gone on loan from spurs i'm sure he's been roasted by saka before um, yes. If he hasn't, he certainly is going to get it tomorrow, um, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some damage that both Martinelli and Saka can do. And um, I know we've, we've not said about here, but Eddie obviously got his call up for England this week. Um, massive, yep. massive congratulations to him because he... Well deserved. Uh, yeah, exactly. It is well deserved. The, the fact that we've discussed that little clip from the Amazon directory so many times and saw Balogun uh, exit, and we've seen Lukonga exit, who is having that that conversation with, you know, Eddie needs to start this game. He has scored against Man United before, actually rescued us last season against them. I, I really hope he can do some incredible damage um, tomorrow to their defence. Yeah, I hope so. Um, would they be playing Harry Maguire? Because... Uh, from what I'd seen, it was Martinez and someone did put Maguire. I just can't see it. The fact, I mean, the fact that he got an England call-up hasn't played a minute of football this year is is baffling. Um, you didn't, did he? He didn't go, did he? He stayed, didn't he? He stayed at United. Yeah, he stayed. Yeah, he's still at United. He wanted to fight for his place, and you know, they've had Varane, Varane, and who else was their centre back? I think they've had another injury to. It might be Lindelof and uh, Martinez as their centre back pairing. I would say. Uh, one more. We have to check the news. Let's have a look. Who's I'm pretty there. sure it'll be. Lind- I'm pretty sure it'll be like Wambasaka, Lindelof. Um, Martinez and then maybe Regulon. So, but like I said, um, yeah. just looking, so Man United injuries we have Mason Mount. Is it Malaysia out as well? Mason Mount's out from the middle, but I've obviously they're gonna have they signed a new guy, yeah. I don't think he'll be registered in time. Luke Shaw, Traore. Malaysia, yeah, Malaysia, yeah, Malaysia. Uh, Harry, Harry Maguire. Oh, Harry Maguire is supposedly back now. Uh, I don't see. I know Brian is injured. He's not. He's not on that list though. Maybe I'm looking at an old list. Yeah. But like I said, I think that like defensively, they they look. You know, although they are dangerous going forward, they have a lot of uh, members of attack: Rashford, Fernandez, uh, uh, who is Garnacho. I don't. I won't mention Anthony in the same breath or sentence because I don't think he's it. But they they have potential to do damage, and I think we also have the potential to do damage. I think it's going to be quite a high-scoring affair. Um, 
to 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 close out our preview, Jace, I suppose I'm interested to hear what you what do you think the score's gonna be? Three one to the Arsenal. <laughs> I could have, if, if anybody had asked me to say, what's Jason going to give us the score? I would have said that uh, anyway. I, I genuinely actually think that that probably is a, for the first time this season, not like, I know I always jokingly say it because, and I'm more, I actually feel very uh, vindicated with, we always got one in, one in us to let in. We always do. And we haven't, I don't think we've kept a clean, we shouldn't, we, we haven't managed to keep a clean sheet when we should have. In the first two games, so like, I mean, if, and if you know, I'm happy to be wrong and lose the points on our little mini game you have, uh, we have with uh, with, with uh, Spence as well. Um, but I, I, I think we will let one in. I think that's just what we do. Um, but I also think that we'll score uh, a few goals against them. So three one is a, I think actually a, a realistic scoreline because actually. We are under pressure tomorrow to turn up and be on it. We are. We need to put a performance in. We need to score more than two goals. And it tends to be if we score three, we turn it off anyway. We turn the button off and just yeah. pack up shop. So 3-1, I think, is actually a, a realistic scoreline. Of course, yeah. you know, uh, when we batter the mate one, you know, I'd love that, but that's not going to happen. So, yeah. yeah. Scoreline for you. Scoreline for you, mate. What's what are you going for? So I think we'll also score three, but I think Man United will will it'll either be three two or three all. I think there's going to be a lot of game uh, goals in this game. Um, yeah, I really hope we win. I, I if you had have asked me before the party news, were we going to win? I would have said yes. Um, I think we we didn't get the chance to discuss, but obviously Hoyland is apparently fit. I think he did talk about his his woeful. Uh, stats in in terms of GAs over the games that he had in Serie A. I so just it has go, I'll go to that. So Serie A, 32 games, nine goals, four assists. The yeah, Austrian I mean... Austrian Bundesliga, 18 games, nine goals, three assists. Then he played in the Danish Super League before that. Nothing. 19 19 games, nothing. And he played in the Danish under-19 boys league, 27 games, 15 goals, three assists, which is which is better for volume of games. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would be very surprised I, to see him start anyway if he's not played it. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but like, I just think it's very you know Super Sunday written in the stars. You know, some of the you know some of these things. It's just the the opportunity when it knocks. Is he going to answer? It's possible. Uh, I just don't. I don't want to see it, but I kind of get those impressions. It's like, oh, you know, no one expects him to do well. Here he is turning up against the second place team from last season, getting a goal at their gaff. Um, you know, it's it's those kind of scripts that I don't like, but commonly kind of happen, which is frustrating. Or he could just be uh, Darwin Nunes, Mark too. I mean, not, yeah, not, not the, done not Nunes Darwin, last week. This, yeah, <laughs> not not this season's Nunes, last season's Nunes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, uh, that'll do for our preview. Um, I don't know if you had anything for the parking lot. I had a quick thing, but over to you if you've got anything, Jace, first. Nothing. Nothing. I've already ranted about the tickets, so uh, nothing for the parking lot today. But All right. talk to me. What's What's in the parking lot for you? Uh, well, it's not, nothing major. It's uh, so obviously Man United tomorrow. I think Jace already mentioned it at the top of the podcast. 
uh, I will be taking my two sons to the Arsenal sensory room, which is their, their, they uh, one of the converted one of the old television studios to allow neurodiverse uh, individuals to go and watch uh, football in a in a more welcoming, friendly uh, uh, environment. It's very different to watching games that uh, I would either watch with Jace normally because you can't hear anything. Uh, you literally in a, a soundproof room. Um, but I will be heading to Instagram if you subscribe uh, to the channel or uh, follow us on Instagram or Twitter. I'll be posting some pictures and videos and stuff there. If anybody wants to follow uh, the experience, see what it's like, see where it is, and see what the match uh, day experience is like for people with neurodiversity, um, do give it a little uh, watch because, uh, yeah, I'll be trying to do a little bit throughout the day uh, just to give a, a bit of an insight into what it's like. Um, and I know that you're disappointed that you're not going to be there, Jace. Um, I couldn't get a friendly uncle, uh, Jace, in the room um, with me. Um, but you never know. Ticket exchange might be kind to you in the morning or later on tonight. Let's see. I'll keep hitting that refresh button, see what comes up. But um, I hope you have a great day out. I hope the boys, more importantly, the boys enjoy it. And uh, especially especially Dex. Um, hopefully that's a, a pleasant environment to watch the game in. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's hope for three points. Nice. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for for listening to us on this preview. Uh, hopefully, uh, Jason and I will be back early next week to uh, talk about the three points that we just gained against Manchester United. Um, if we don't speak to you before, then, like I say, what should people do, Jace, uh, if they don't already, if they're watching this video on YouTube? Thumbs up, please. Comments, be nice. And any questions? Let us know. We'll answer them in the next pod. We, we can we can take some of the bad ones too, Jace. We're, we're thick-skinned enough. We can handle some of it. Just, oh, just I try and I, I crumble <laughs> easily. <laughs> um, if you're listening to this on your podcast provider of choice, what should they do there, Jace? Five stars. No, uh, no less. Subscribe will come around your house. And uh, again, any questions or comments, leave them. Or oh, a nice review. A nice review would be nice. Yeah. Lovely stuff. All right. Well, we'll speak to you again soon. Three points for the Arsenal tomorrow. We'll speak to you again early next week. Thank you, everybody, and good night. Cheers, guys.